As always, we're very thankful to be joined by Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant. Terry, thank you so much for the time. Oh, as always, uh, Will, thanks for having me. So we're joining you today because the news is out that the Illinois Supreme Court has ruled that the Safety Act is constitutional under the Illinois Constitution. Uh, with that news uh, being said, look to you for your reaction. Uh, well, I'm going to have a really strong reaction on social media, um, maybe stronger than I'll say on the show because I'm trying to calm down a little bit because it clearly was not the ruling that we hoped for. Uh, I, I wish I could say that I'm surprised, but, you know, elections have consequences and maps make a difference, right? So when we're looking at this, there were two Supreme Court races in this last election that were decided differently than I had hoped. So rather than seeing a 4-3 ruling against the Safety Act, we're seeing a 5-2 ruling upholding the safety act and so clearly it's not uh, results that i hoped for that particular law uh it, it passed in the dead of the night during a veto session i was kind of the lead against it uh, i was the assistant floor leader in the house and spoke in every way that i could against this bill i'm, a, I'm getting more and more frustrated and tired um, about, uh, uh, you know, uh, criminals being treated uh, in a better way than the people that we're supposed to be protecting. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm more than just a little bit disappointed about the way this went. And although I have great respect for, um, for the judiciary, <clears throat> I would say this is a good example of why you know, there's a federal conversation right now about changing the Constitution so that Supreme Court justices at the federal level are not a lifetime appointment. That takes all the politics out of everything. When it's a lifetime appointment, they can be true to the law. I'm not making accusations here about the state Supreme Court, but this actually ended up the way that we were afraid that it was going to end up. Five to two, upholding a law that basically does away with m most instances of cash bail. So people who should never be walking the street while they're waiting for trial are now going to be out walking the streets or or running. You know why would you why would you show up for your court date? So I don't know if I can. Maybe that's not it. Maybe I'm not being softer right now than I am on social media. Maybe I should put a couple of those quotes up on my social media site. Well, one of the interesting things about the ruling was that the justices that upheld the law as constitutional say that the word monetary is not in the Constitution when considering the concept of bail, yet everyone for decades, if not centuries, has understood that bail is directly associated with a monetary quantity. There's a reason why portions of the Illinois Constitution talk about 10%. Well, you can't take 10% of a um, of a recliner. Chicken. You know, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so the 
the very strict reading of the constitutional language by liberal jurists is somewhat comical in the way that they came to their conclusion. Well, you know, the, the, the obvious is the things I've said and the things that you're saying is the fact that you, there is no other way to look at what, I mean, even if you put up something for collateral, it's still monetary, right? It has to have a value placed on it. But, you know, in talking about the money portion of this, uh, I tried to call um, Joe Cervantes just a little while ago because I really wanted to get, uh, again, how much he thinks this is going to cost just Jackson County, uh, you know, when you don't have, because it isn't just the fact that you're going to have no cash bail. What's going to happen in a lot of cases is you're going to have people charged at a level that meets maybe meets the crime. I, I would think that we wouldn't have people who were didn't have the you know ethics to charge you know someone higher than they should be charged. But often states attorneys look at something and think, well, I can't get a conviction for that one, so I'll charge them with this. And then um, what's going to happen is, in order to keep people behind bars, they're going to have to charge people with the higher uh, charge just to keep them behind bars. So the unintended consequences of this is that people might remain locked up because now they're not eligible for cash, you know, for cash bail in this, since there is no cash bail for it. So maybe they're going to stay locked up when they could have gone free. The other part of this is this is going to have a such, um, because, because of the release parts of this, I won't go into a lot of detail of it, but the county state's attorneys are going to have to hire additional staff to cover what this law is now going to cover. And so the added expenses, I think, are ultimately going to cause tax increases uh, at the local level. So property tax increases and so forth, when we're already trying to find ways to reduce property taxes. And every time we turn around, this legislature, this legislative body, finds a way to to create laws that do nothing but increase the need for for higher taxes. And, uh, and then again, the whole thing with criminals being treated um, better than the citizens that we're supposed to be trying to keep safe. It's, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a shame that the Supreme Court ruled in this way because they had plenty of latitude and, and plenty of precedent to rule against the Safety Act. Uh, and then, you know, we wouldn't be in this mess. So it isn't like we're asking them to do something they couldn't do. I was, I believe that they would put aside their, um, partisanship on this and their, you know, their personal um, beliefs uh, politically, and they would actually look at the law and do what is the right thing for the people of Illinois. I think they did not do it in this case. Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with us. Uh, Once again, we appreciate her time. I understand that this, um, legally speaking, there was a stay issued while this was adjudicated, and now the ruling says that 60 days from today, their ruling essentially will take effect. That's my understanding as well. So, um, yeah, so this, uh, I'm hoping that the state's attorneys were 
being proactive about this just in case, and they're not going to get blindsided. You know, circuit clerks are another area. It's not just the state's attorneys. Circuit clerks are going to have to figure out how this works. Um, in Randolph County, you know, because I represent Randolph as well, uh, I know that it was a concern of Jeremy Walker's. Uh, Jeremy is now a judge uh, and is not the state's attorney any longer, but he was kind of looking at it in, in you know, what that was going to look at like to the court dockets. So I'm sure there's a lot of local judges that are looking at this today, circuit clerks, state's attorneys. And honestly, there are times when I would say, all right, everybody take a breath. The sky is not falling. And, and I, you know, to some degree, I, you know, we're always going to make work what the law says. But today, I have a little bit of a feeling that in the, uh, in the court system, in the state's attorney's office, circuit clerk's offices, today for them, the sky is falling because they're going to have to figure out how to make this work. The Safety Act held constitutional by the Illinois Supreme Court today on a uh, five to two ruling. Uh, Justice Overstreet, who represents the majority of this uh, listening area, was one of the dissenting opinions. Um, not really sure what else I can really ask about it at this point, other than uh, as it takes effect, we will see what happens. Yep. Uh, I, I always like to end on a good note, if we could, Will, and I want to just uh, say to folks, uh, not on the Safety Act, but uh, the announcement of $41 billion being spent on infrastructure, um, that's the largest uh, out, you know, the largest plan that IDOT has put out probably in their history, uh, and a lot of that money is going to be coming to Southern Illinois. There are large uh, swaths of road that we're still trying to sort out. Are they going to repave it or totally rebuild it uh, in Perry County? From that Perry County line all the way uh, to uh, the, uh, where it meets Chester, and then also that Route 3 from the Jackson-Randolph County line all the way into Chester, those are all parts of that uh, plan. And to your listening audience, that's been a big concern for all of us. Um, we want coal trucks running uh, and, um, and want to continue that, uh, but they're very heavy and there's been a lot of damage done to roads in Perry and Randolph counties. And it looks like we got a little bit of relief coming. We'll be sorting that out. There's a meeting tomorrow night uh, on the Perryville side of the Chester Bridge uh, with MoDOT to look at the the startup of the Chester Bridge. So that's going to be starting up here really soon. Uh, and so I do want to leave us on a good note today. Uh, Southern Illinois is going to get their fair share of road money, and we're working really hard to make sure that that happens. Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with us. Terry, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Will.